This is Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles. No, that's a fake pass to Jeffrey in for the touchdown. And you're listening to the Eagles Live podcast with Dave Spadaro. Hi, Eagles everywhere, and welcome to the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider, with you here. And we're live again. We got this thing going on. The Baltimore Ravens in town. A couple of practices ahead of Thursday's preseason game. So we've got a lot of fun times for the Eagles as we reach the midway point of this 2019 preseason schedule. A great podcast for you today. We'll be visited by the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. Merrill Reese, the Hall of Famer, joins us. And we're going to ask him a bunch of questions, including his best and worst interview ever during his time as the play-by-play man with the team. And J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, second-round draft pick Eagles rookie wide receiver here as well. First, let's get you caught up in some of the news here. Big weekend for the Eagles as they signed quarterback Josh McCown. His 18th professional football season, 17 of them in the NFL. His 10th team, he's 40 years old. He knows everything. He comes in to add to the quarterback room with Carson Wentz, with Nate Sudfeld. Uh, It would be very surprising if he is not part of the 53-man roster, Uh, but the Eagles don't want to look too far ahead. They just want to get him ready to play. Certainly adds a lot of experience in this league and to the quarterback room. So that is a big signing for the Eagles. They feel very, very secure about the quarterback room in this 2019 preseason as we look ahead to the regular season. Linebacker Paul Worlow released. Tough one for Paul Worlow, who really tried to battle back and did everything he could to get back on the field after suffering a torn ACL in spring of 2018. We wish Paul the very best of luck, and maybe he comes back and gives it another go here in Philadelphia once that knee is completely healthy, but for now, he has to really concentrate on getting healthy and getting back into football shape. Too much swelling in the knee over the past several weeks. Uh, So those are really the major personnel moves the Eagles have made here with this 90-man roster. We invite you to uh, subscribe to the Eagles Live podcast, to rate us, to leave some comments. We love your feedback, and we need your feedback on iTunes. uh, We want to hear how we're doing, all right? That's what we want to do here. So in a moment, we're going to be joined by Eagles wide receiver J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, a fascinating guy, a very polished young man, and a receiver who the Eagles think will be a huge part of their future. We're coming right back on the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Share the tradition of Eagles football with the young fan in your life with an Eagles Kids Club membership. For just $20, members receive an amazing welcome kit, invites to special events like the Halloween party, opportunities to win Eagles prizes with monthly contests, and so much more. Visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Kids Club to sign up today. Welcome back to the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group insider Dave Spadaro with you. Eagles and the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night, 7.30 kickoff Lincoln Financial Field. You can watch it locally on NBC10. Also, make sure you're with us starting at 7 o'clock on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and our official app as well as our social media channels. The kickoff show beginning at 7 p.m. Eagles rookie J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, the 57th overall selection in the 2019 NFL Draft. Well, he is far along in his development. He's come a long way in a very short period of time, and he's got a lot to say about life on and off the football field. We welcome in rookie wide receiver J.J. Ortega-Whiteside to the Eagles Live podcast. J.J., uh, how's camp going? 
Uh, it's going well. Um, I mean, you know, obviously having you know, it was my first go around at it, so you're gonna have some some struggles here and there. Um, but I think overall, I've been doing a lot of improvements. Um, have a lot of good leadership um, pointing me to the right direction. Um, and you know, I'm a totally different player. I feel like from when I first got here to what I am now. So I'm just lucky, blessed, and uh, you know, ready ready to show everybody what I can do. Let's get back to football in just a minute. Got a five questions for JJ Ortega Whiteside to begin this Eagles Live podcast interview. Okay, number one, you've been on the East Coast since the beginning of May. What's the one thing that sticks out to you as a difference between East Coast and West Coast? <laughs> um, you sweat a lot more. <laughs> I'll say Humidity. that. Humidity. Humidity. <laughs> I mean, you know, back on the West Coast, we could go through a practice and barely sweat and be out there three hours. Out here, you know, you start sweating as soon as you get out. So uh, I think that's the biggest thing. But, you know, I was I was raised in the on the East Coast, so... I'm used to it. So practice is a lot different. Camp is a lot different from college to the NFL, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, in college, you have to do classes while you're in camp. Right. And um, I'd hear it's all football, so that's a big difference. We'll get to that class thing in just a moment. Number two, who would you say is the lead comedian in this Eagles locker room? (sighs) Lead comedian. Um, You know, there's a lot of funny people. Uh, You know, our our room, our wide receiver room, I say, I say, uh, you know, a lot of more comedians because there's never a dull moment with them. Um, so, you know, I have to shout, shout them out because they, they never they never keep it. You know, it's never boring in there. So okay. it's, it's funny. No one guy, though. It's a, lot, it's a lot of funny people in that locker room. It's is a that a way to people. alleviate boredom, do you think, in this? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, because yeah, you can't be 100 percent locked in all the time. You know, you're going to be. You know, you're going to wear yourself out. You know, it's, everybody, it's just, it's just a good time. It's like 7 o'clock in the morning until 8.30, right? Like, you guys are here the whole day and a lot of the night. 100%. Shoo. Yeah. Okay, number three, school's about to start at Stanford, I think. Mm. Uh, what will you miss, if anything, about college? I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to miss the guys. Um, not going to miss class as much. Uh, all the late-night reading and homework and research papers. Um, you know, the time management is, is tough out there, so I'm not going to miss that either. Uh, you know, I, I just have to you know, say the guys that you know I've created a bond with, created a brotherhood with out there is the thing that I'm going to miss the most. What was your GPA? Oh man, I, I can't even tell you. <laughs> as soon as as soon as I declared, I was like, you know, I don't even want to know. It was know? good though. I mean, I know you're yeah, a great student. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it had to be good, or else. Well, I you're out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What What is the requirement for for college? You have to have a 2.0 yeah. to stay eligible. Yeah, I mean, you, there's a college requirement and there's a school requirement. I think. Um, Stanford uh, might have been a 2.7 or um, wow. 2.5. Wow. It had to be. It was definitely above the average. Uh, so you had to stay in your books. Okay. Uh, what is the JJ Ortega Whiteside game mode? How do you get ready for a game? What is your routine? Um, you know, I, I pray a lot uh, the days going forward to the game, um, and I uh, drink obviously hydrate. Um, you know, listen to a lot of music. I think the biggest thing that kind of gets me in the zone, though, is you know talking to my family. Um, you know, having having professional athletes in my family helps out a lot, so they they know what I need to do and you know how I need to get in that zone, and they just say the right things to me. Are you a mellow guy on game day? Are you an intense guy on game day? You know, it's never, it's, there's no telling. Um, I mean, last game day I was pretty mellow. Um, you just never know. Uh, obviously, you gotta. It, it really just depends. We see you at practice. Question number five. We see you at practice here. Uh, fans don't really have a sense, though, what happens after that, it, specifically in the great cafeteria here at the Novacare Complex. What do you eat during the course of the day? Do you chow down? Do you eat slowly? Do you just mm-hmm. drink a lot of stuff? What do you do? 
Um, you know, after practice, uh, I rely on a lot of protein stuff. Um, you know, like we, we get the protein shakes and, and I'll go in there. I, I like to eat a lot of seafood after I eat, uh, after I practice because it has a lot of healthy carbs and or, um, a lot of healthy protein. Um, and then throughout the day, honestly, it just depends on how I feel. Um, if I need, if I'm thirsty, I need to drink more water. If I'm hungry, I try to stay away from the cookies. Uh, mm -hmm. I try to go to the salad and the, and the, you know, the healthy lean proteins and the healthy carbs. Um, but you know, at some point it's like, all right, I need some calories. If we have a three hour practice the next day. So maybe I eat a lot more. Um, it just depends, but try, try to stay on the healthy side. JJ, I do, a, I do tours all, all the time. And I always show people the mantra that's in the atrium right before you walk into the auditorium. Mm. And there's, there's, let's see, it's uh, uh, eliminate distractions is the organizational mantra, P create energy, um, fear nothing, and attack everything. Attack everything and be, mm. and have a, so let's go through them all at once. How difficult is it to eliminate distractions and report to work every day with a clear mind? Um, you know, it's, it's difficult because we're in a society now where social media uh, controls a lot of our lives and, and a lot of aspects of it. Um, so you have to just stay away from that. You know, stay away from um, all the people giving you crap and giving you praise. Uh, stay away from, you know, like people wanting to say you're going to be this, you're going to be that. Um, because if you're not, if you're trying to prove them right, you know, you're, you're focused on the wrong things. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to eliminate distractions um, because it's right there. Uh, but at the same time, you know, when you eliminate them, your, your game level, I feel like, goes up and your focus goes up. So you would cite more social media rather than, like, the distraction of friends, family, you know, significant others. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, you know, if they're in your small circle, um, then they understand what, what you need to go through right now. Um, you know, I've had a talk with my family and say, hey, I'm not going to be able to talk to you guys every day or every other day. It might be a while before we get to talk. Um, but, you know, I need you to be ready for to pick up the phone um, just in case something happens. And... You know, they've been more than understanding about it because they know that this is a time-consuming um, period and I need to be focused and locked in. You're lucky that doesn't happen with every player. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, definitely. And that's why, you know, you just got to keep the good people around you. Yes. Uh, and then create energy. Difficult for you to create energy every day? Uh, it was a lot easier at the beginning of the training camp. I'll say that. Um, you know, we, there's days where... It's just like, man, you know, I'm tired, um, but, you know, I have to I have to get going because you can't you can't waste a day. You can't waste a rep. Um, Coach Peterson always says, don't count the reps, make the reps count. Um, so you got to create energy all throughout practice. Uh, thankfully, we have, you know, vets that know that and know how to do that and get just keep getting everybody going and we make it competitive. And we have fun doing it. And then number three, fear nothing. What does fear nothing mean to you? Yeah, fear nothing, you know. Fear, fear, don't fear the guy that's lined up across from you. Don't fear uh, messing up the play. Just go out there and ball out. Um, and, you know, having the guys that we have uh, on the defense, you know, just be able to compete every day um, definitely takes away a lot of fear when you get into the game because it's like, man, I got, I've, gone out, I've gone against Darby. I've gone against Doug, Douglas. I've gone against, uh, you know, McLeod, everybody. Um, I know when I, get, when I step out on that field, you know, I'm, I'm ready. And then the idea of just being great, going out and being great every single day uh, is – I mean, everybody strives for that, right? But it's hard to do it every day. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of times for me, when I'm kind of just in a dull and a slump, I tell myself, man, look around. Like, I'm in Philadelphia right now wearing, you know, midnight green, you know, with some incredible fans and some incredible players. Like, I, I, cannot, I cannot be like that. And when I, as soon as that thought comes in my head, it's over. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, go, I go right back to being energetic. Who's your roommate been through this training camp? Clayton Thorson. Tell me about Clayton Thorson. Good roommate? Oh, great roommate. Clean up, does he clean up the bathroom? 
He, I'll, I'll tell you what, his side of the room is a lot cleaner than mine. Okay. But uh, we'll work. You got to work on that. <laughs> well, he has the desk. He has the desk, so he has a lot more room. But um, now nah, he's been awesome. I mean, we go over the playbook every night together. Um, so you know, just being able to for him to ask me questions, me to ask him questions has been great and helpful a lot. So that really, this whole life is studies aside, schools. When you get here, you understand this is a business. It's literally 24/7. Oh yeah, it's your job. You know, it's a, it's a job. You wake up at six seven in the morning you don't leave till eight and you got to wake up and do it again and you do that for about a month a month and a half um and you know it's, it's yeah it's hard it's hard to to do that um but you know that's why you know you have to be mentally tough and uh like you said you have to eliminate distractions so you can stay focused jj i'd love to, uh, as we finish up here go around the, the wide receiver room and tell me what you think if you give me a scouting report of guys like number one deshaun jackson what what do you what do you look at him and see Fast, <laughs> fast, but not only that, um, you know, very knowledgeable in the position. Um, he knows a lot. He knows a lot. He's taught me a lot. Um, and, you know, we have different body types, different skill sets, and he's teaching me how he gets open. And, uh, you know, it, it's very helpful because now it just adds more tools to your toolbox. So Deshaun Jackson, fast, explosive, big playmaker, um, great, great teammate to have around. Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar, you know, he's the, he's the energizer bunny. You know, he, he's running. Whenever he runs, like I said, like DJ, he's fast, uh, quick. Um, you know, I'd hate to be in the open field with that guy. Uh, you know, and, you know, he's one of those guys that's in the in the meeting rooms that keeps it alive, keeps it energetic, um, always got jokes, um, and he's been very helpful to me too. How about Alshon Jeffrey? And Alshon, you know, that's, that's my dog right there. Uh, you know, native from South Carolina, just like me. Uh, you know, we, we, we connect a lot. And, uh, you know, he helps me out a lot um, on the mental phase. And, you know, just the things like today, um, you know, there was a route uh, didn't kind of look right. You know, um, sometimes the, the lines on the paper doesn't really look like what he wanted to look like on the field. And he kind of pulled me to the side. like, hey, we wanted to kind of, you know, we want you to kind of do this instead of do that. And uh, every day he tells me something like that. Um, and he, I, I go up to him and ask him stuff. And he's like, yeah, no, nah, that's that's right. Or no, nah, that's wrong here. Let me show you how to do it. So and I mean, as a player goes up and gets it, um, I feel like. Uh, if he's not wide open, he's got somebody on him, and he's still catching the ball. So, you know, he's awesome. And then how about a guy like Matt Collins, third year, hmm. you know, got time as a rookie, win the Super Bowl, and then injured all of last year. I mean, this is – and then working so hard to mm. get back on the field. I really remind you of this thing is not going to last forever. Like, you have to be prepared for different, you know, things that are going to happen well and not, not so well in yeah, his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm going to answer that question about the funniest guy in the locker room, definitely Matt Collins. Okay. Because he, uh, and he, every, I feel like every play I go out, he's got something funny to say. And every play, we'll be out there on the sideline. And, um, you know, I think the biggest thing about Mac is he knows the playbook inside and out. Any question that I have, he answers it immediately. He knows what the next guy has and the guy from across from him and how to adjust. And, you know, he's very smart. Um, so he's, uh, and like you said, you know, he's been battling injuries, and he's the funniest guy. He's always got a positive attitude. Um, you know, he's he's just honestly like Max, one of the, one of my favorite guys around here, just because of his attitude and his his personality. Um, and he always keeps stuff alive. Me being the rookie and always asking him and bombarding him with questions, he's answered every single one and has no problem doing it. You're a big question asker, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. The more you know, the better you are. Yeah. Yeah. Not afraid to ask, huh? Not afraid to. Ask. I would imagine some guys are though. I mean, I can understand why. Um, you know, it's a tough business. It's uh, it's intimidating sometimes. But, um, you know, for me, it's like I don't care if I look dumb. You know, I'm going to get what I need to know out of you because then I won't mess it up out here on yeah. the field.
JJ, thanks, man. Yeah, no, thank JJ you. JJ Ortega Whiteside, Eagles Live Podcast. We are back in just one moment. We now welcome in the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, the great Merrill Reese to the Eagles Live Podcast, sponsored by Lincoln Financial Group. We're sitting here, Merrill, at the Novacare Complex, the Baltimore Ravens in town, and we're halfway through the preseason already. Already. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready to I'm, I I we've talked about this at lunch. I kind of like Half of me wants to get to September 8th already. Dave, we do not want to wish our lives away. Take your time. It will get here soon enough. Um, I enjoy the preseason. I enjoy coming out to camp every day. I like the warm weather. I like meeting the fans. And I also like watching the rookies and the young players fight for a spot on the roster and then get to see them do it in a game format. So I am not one who climbs into the booth and says, oh, Here's another preseason game. Now, I will admit, preseason game number four, when the guys on the field are only known to their mothers, then it gets a little <laughs> bit, all right, let's let's get this thing out of the way. I, we, speaking of rookies, we just had J.J. Ortega-Whiteside on the show, one of the Eagles' 2019 draft class members. Very impressive kid. Have you had a chance to get to know him much? I, well, not get to know him, but I have met with him and spoken with him on a couple of occasions. I've been very impressed with his talent. With his maturity, uh, he's he's going to be a, a real player, an impact player for this team. Do you feel like you know at this point about maybe the upside or the, the logical next steps for Andre Dillard and Miles Sanders and Arthega Whiteside and Sharif Miller? Do you know those? Do you, do you feel do like I, you, do I know the next? Do you feel do you feel that you have a sense of how good they're going to be? Oh, I do. I do. I, I think that Dillard is going to be a uh, a very solid NFL offensive lineman. How how good he becomes, that remains to be seen, but he, he was not a mistake um, as, as a number one draft pick. He's, his footwork is very impressive. Uh, as far as Ortega Whiteside, I know that he's, he's going to score touchdowns. He's going to be an impact player, particularly in the red zone. I like the basketball background where he's able to shield people away from the ball, that that he wins the 50-50 battles. As far as Miles Sanders is concerned, I hate to say this, but he, he appears to be, at least what we've seen on the practice field, uh, the most physically gifted running back this team has had since Shady McCoy. I, I 100% agree. And running backs, you can just tell if they have that it. You can. And he has it. He has it, yes. You know, I mean, so, so Merrill, let's talk about Miles here. We kind of all expect him to make an impact this year. Is it going to be a significant impact? Is he going to lead this team in rushing? Is he going to be the go-to running back? I mean, how good can he be as a rookie? Well, there, there are a couple of positions where you can start and succeed very, very quickly. And running back is one. Defensive end is one. Offensive linemen take longer to develop. Quarterbacks take quite a while to develop, although look at Carson Wentz in his rookie year. But it was not the same Carson Wentz that we see right now. But running backs, basically, once they learn the system, they run to daylight. And and he has the ability to run to daylight, to cut on a dime. Now, I think you go into the season and your go-to running back is going to be the veteran Jordan Howard, who comes here with a good resume. But I think that Miles uh, is going to have a lot of action from the very beginning, and we'll see how it goes. But he appears to be special. Do you feel, Merrill, that you have a handle on 
how good this Eagles roster is right now? There is not a better roster in the National Football League. I, I say that with total confidence, and I have studied each roster. There is not a more talented team in the NFL. That doesn't mean that you put them in the Super Bowl because a lot of things will happen over these next five months. I used to say if they stay healthy, but in 2017, they didn't stay healthy and they won the Super Bowl. But you, there, are, there are so many bumps and, and obstacles and things that happen. But on paper, this is a wonderful football team with an outstanding coaching staff. I believe this, and you see fans all the time as well, that for Eagles fans, this feeling in the preseason right now is matched only by the feeling that fans had prior to the 2004 season. The Eagles had gone to three NFC Championship games prior to that. They go out and get Terrell Owens. They go out and sign Javon Kurtz as a free agent. Everybody had Super Bowl expectations for 2004. And I feel like fans have that same sense now. Is that the feeling you get from fans? I, I get it from fans, but I, I caution them. Don't think about Super Bowl. Think about the Washington Redskins on sure. September 8th because it's a process. And a lot of things – if you talk to Doug Peterson, and a lot of coaches are like this, they view the, the, the season in groups of four games. They think of four four-game groups. And that so, – so he'll think about the season, what he has to do in these first four weeks. Then he'll think of the next four weeks, then the next four weeks, and then the concluding four weeks. And I don't let myself get any further ahead than that. There are a lot of teams that can potentially win the Super Bowl. The Rams could win the Super Bowl. Sure. The Patriots can always win the Super Bowl. The Cowboys, you never know. They could get there. There are, there are a lot of teams with high hopes. The Chargers are a good team. Chargers are a very good team. I know that, but I just think that with everything the Eagles have done, the way the season ended last year, the offseason that they had, what Howie's done here, and we'll talk about Josh McCown in just a moment, I just feel like the Eagles fans have such a high level of expectation, and it's deservedly so. Well, I, I understand the enthusiasm. I understand that, that that's part of being a fan, to look at it and say, hey, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. We're better than you are. But when you're here every day, and this is your profession, and believe me, nobody wants them to win another Super Bowl more than I. I mean, I love this team. I, I grew up in Philadelphia. This was my team from the moment I had a team, and I love them. But uh, as far as going to the Super Bowl, I'm, I, I put that in the, in the future, and I'll, I'll worry about that as you get into late December. What concerns do you have about this football team, Merrill? Well, you, you always are concerned about health, although I think they made a big step forward the other day, and this is not a knock at Nate Sudfeld, in bringing in a quarterback in Josh McCowan who has a wealth, a career's worth, two career's worths uh, of experience. I think that's big. I, I'm not quite settled on the linebacker department. I've got to see a little bit more because that's been – um, in and out so far this preseason. There are guys who haven't stepped into any action yet. Among them, Fletcher Cox, Nigel Branham, Rodney McLeod, 
guys who are coming off of injuries. Ronald so these Darby, Jalen Mills, Jalen Mills is still on pup. Yeah. So so these are concerns. You worry about those things. Uh, Carson Wentz, uh, he's been outstanding on the practice field day in and day out. But in terms of Carson Wentz, he hasn't played since that Dallas game in early December. So, and, and chances are he won't play until the Washington game. So I have a lot of faith in him, but you worry once he gets into game action, will there be some rust to shake off? Yeah. I don't know, Merrill. I just, we're halfway through the preseason. I'm enjoying every bit of it. I know you enjoy I am. every bit of it. I've, I've really, it's interesting how the preseason has evolved where in the old days the starters would play the first series of the first game, the first quarter of the second game, the first half of the third game, maybe into the third quarter of that game, and then rest in game number four. And quite frankly, I'm not sure that we're going to see Carson Wentz at all in this preseason. And honestly, not sure I want to see Carson Wentz in the preseason this year. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that that theory. I can understand the theory, and yet at the same time, I'm, I have a lot of faith in Doug Peterson. So if Doug feels he shouldn't play, he has his reasons, and I wouldn't second-guess him. On the other hand, uh, there's, there's a difference between what they do in scrimmages, even if it's with another team, what they do in the practice field every day. Every quarterback has a clock in his head knowing how long he can hold the ball, when to release the ball. And that clock doesn't operate as long as you're wearing a red jersey because you can't be hit, um, at least without getting somebody cut who <laughs> hits you. But, but you cannot be hit. And, and that clock takes a little while to activate. So I'm, I'm a little bit cautious as to, uh, and uncertain as to what we're going to see on September 8th. Merle, I've got five questions for you that aren't okay. necessarily related to this team, but uh, here we go. Five questions with the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. In year number 43, Merrill started at the age of nine. Nine. Amazing, the voice you had at Actually, nine. Actually, eight, eight and a half. Okay, the way, you've, the way you've maintained this. All right, Merrill Reese, question number one. You wear this. I've always wanted to ask this question. You wear a necklace, a gold necklace, with an old Eagles logo on the uh, uh, medallion on the, mm -hmm. on the what is the significance of that necklace the the significance of, was years ago we did a show every friday night from ron jaworski's golf course known as the eagle's nest and this was the gift that ron jaworski gave every player who appeared a little eagle with the football and his talents and uh, ron gave me one and uh i've never taken it off interesting it meant that much to you, huh? Yeah, it's just it's just a little thing that I've gotten used to. The Eagles are always close to your heart. They are. Question number two. The greatest interview uh, Philadelphia Eagle player that uh, that you you have had in your 43 years. <laughs> Who's the greatest e interview? You're not going to believe this. Okay. You're not going to believe this. Julian Vandervelde. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, does that... I mean, he was an amazing guy. He sang the national anthem before a game. He was an amazing guy. So I've had a lot of guys who were wonderful interviews. I'll tell you who was who was a great guy to do a show with, and and that was Mark Sanchez. Yes. Mark Sanchez was great to speak with, terrific to speak with, and and there are so many over the years, so many going when, back a hundred years. When people ask me that question, they've asked me that question. I say Troy Vincent. I thought Troy was so thoughtful. 
I thought he took time to answer the questions. I thought he was extremely intelligent. Yes, all I, of that is right. And I would put Malcolm in that in that category. Absolutely, also. but I'll give you another one. Okay, and, and I'll take you back forty years. Okay, uh, who I interviewed as a player, and you talk about interesting answers. That was a left tackle by the name of Stan Walters. Think about asking Stan Walters a question, and you get a dissertation. Yeah. Another one was Ron. Well, Ron Hill. All right, well, this leads to question number three. Who was your worst interview as a Philadelphia Eagle or among a grouping of players who just didn't uh, bring it? Well, once upon a time, uh, I was doing pre and post game <laughs> shows, and they asked me to go out and do an interview, and I had 10 minutes to fill. And the Eagles had a rookie wide receiver, and I asked him a question, and his answer was yes. I asked him another question, and his answer was no. And I'm thinking, well, now I have nine minutes and 40 seconds to fill. And I asked him a third question, and this is radio, he nodded. <laughs> so now I think I'm in real trouble. Somehow, I made it through that interview. And I'm thinking, this was the worst thing I've ever heard. But as he became more comfortable as a player and more confident, he became so good that I could introduce him on a pregame show, go out and have lunch, come back. He'd have done the commercials, talked for uninterrupted for 20 minutes, and turned out to be one of the best interviews I've ever had, and that is Harold Carmichael. What? Yes. Harold Car Harold Carmichael. Oh, that is true. Harold, when you wind up Harold... He can just go and go and go and go and go. But but Harold the rookie from Southern University was very, very shy and a man of very few words. Merrill, give me all the details that you can. Uh, your first game that you called, date, time, opponent, location, any details of the game. First Eagles play-by-play -play game. Well, it, it occurred on December uh, 11th, I think was the date, uh, against the New York Giants at Veterans Stadium, and the play-by-play -play man at the time was doing color that season was the late Charlie Swift, who uh, died tragically that Tuesday, and I was thrown into the play-by-play -play seat. Now, that is not without play-by-play -play experience because I had done tempo games while, while I was in college. I had done pen games on commercial radio. I had my play-by-play -play experience. But I, I hadn't done an NFL game, and it was against the New York Giants, and the uh, an Eagles rookie took a kickoff back coast to coast in that game uh, from my left to my right, and it was the first touchdown of his NFL career, and I went on to call every touchdown that he ever scored in the NFL, and that was Wilbert Montgomery, uh. and the game was won on a naked bootleg left by Ron Jaworski, who waltzed into the end zone. Uh, that isn't... I would have thought that Jaws would have been right up there among your best interviews. Oh, he was. Yeah. Ron was wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. I, I was... Julian Vandervelde was just fascinating guy. Fascinating guy. Yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. So was Tahani Jones. Fascinating guy. Fascinating guys. But there are a million guys. I mean... Who could be better than Connor Barwin? Yeah. Connor Barwin was a great, Terrific. great interview. And Nate Allen. Nate Allen was a wonderful, and wonderful And so was person. Eric Allen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eric Allen. Yeah. Eric Allen. Uh, Cindy and I went to Eric and Lynn Allen's wedding. Yep. 
Hey, uh, what about Herschel? Do you remember Herschel and any details of him as a person? Uh, just that he was a nice person and he was a quiet person. Uh, and again, not a, a, a guy who was uh, vociferous or, or exuberant, but just a, a nice, quiet guy. Uh, look, one of the guys I was unhappy when they signed um, for reasons you can understand and who turned out to be one of the nicest people I've ever met in that locker room and one of the most popular people in that locker room was Michael, Michael Vick. Vick. Yep, yep. All right, question number five, Merle. How did the Super Bowl change your life? The Super Bowl win change your life? It didn't change my life. It, it gave me great happiness, and it gave me a wonderful memory. But it didn't make me say, well, now I've seen everything. I don't have anything else to do. No, it, it, if, if it did anything, it made me want another one. That's all. And, and it gave me a thrill to see Philadelphia Eagles fans who have invested so much in this team financially and emotionally for so many years have that happiness. But it, it didn't change my life. Uh, if, if, if people used to say, you need that Super Bowl to, to really complete your career. What well, didn't complete my career? It was the ultimate for the football team. It was the greatest sports thrill I have ever received, and I will never forget it. But the next season came, and, and I love each game, and I look forward to this season, and I want more. Yeah, agreed. The Hall of Famer, Merrill Reese, we thank you for joining us here on the Eagles Live podcast, and we'll talk to you throughout this great season ahead of us. Hugely uh, exciting times, great expectations. Dave, it's always wonderful and fun to speak with you both on and off the air. Of course. Merrill Reese, thank you. Thanks to J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Thanks to you for joining us here on the Eagles Live podcast. Peter Kelly, we thank you for doing all your great work as well. We are back on Thursday prior to the Eagles-Baltimore Ravens preseason game number three at Lincoln Financial Field. Thanks, everyone, for joining Dave Spadaro, me, here on the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, and fly, Eagles, fly.